Hey folks, and welcome to this week's podcast. Interesting one today. A few uh, weeks ago, I noticed that NRBQ was coming to Jersey City, really just less than a mile away from the radio station. And so I reached out and said, if you, the guys wanted to drop by for um, a little chat, I would love to kind of just see what's going on with the gig, uh, with the tour, with the band, with the plans. Uh, and they were receptive. Yes, we'd love to. We think we can do it. We'll get back to you and confirm. And I did not hear until that same morning uh, yesterday, a few weeks later here, okay, yes, we can do it. And uh, John and Casey will drop by the rhythm section, the drummer and bass player. So they got caught in some traffic. They were supposed to be here for a little, for about an hour. We we're going to play some records and talk. And uh, since they were just here for a half hour, we just chatted. So this is just... The three of us having a real lighthearted, interesting, I think interesting anyway, conversation about the band and their personal experiences in the band and how the band works and a little bit about uh, what they do outside of the band. And NRBQ, my favorite operating American band right now. They are just great. I don't know how long there will be an NRBQ, and I urge you to go. If they come anywhere near you, go. It's just always good. It really... It's, you know, if you like this show, I promise you will like NRBQ. Uh, so anyways, hope you enjoyed this. It is uh, me and John Perrin and Casey McDonough, two super, super duper nice guys, both incredible musicians, really special people. Uh, lucky to have, you know, folks from my favorite band to, to chat with on a Saturday morning. Uh, just great guys. So here it is. Enjoy it. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Whatever holidays you're into. Hope it's going well. And uh, thanks for support. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk soon. Yes. Oh, there is a live NRBQ. And uh, here comes John, here comes Casey. How are you guys? Welcome to WFME. Doing Welcome great, back. Michael, how are you? I'm great. doing great. Big show tonight, uh, just like a few blocks from here over at White Eagle Hall, Jersey City. This is a seated show. I've never seen a seated show at this it venue. Is. So uh, folks who are, I don't know, have arthritic conditions, you know, you're <laughs> welcome to come. Every, uh, every venue is a seated venue for me. For you. Oh, yeah, that's true, because yeah. you play the drums. <laughs> Sometimes. Let me see. Why isn't that working too uh, good? Yeah, we've never been to this place. Is it, is it good? That is not... Go to the next mic, because that, uh, that one sucks. Uh, How about this one? That one's awesome. I'm a, hey, hello, right. hello, hello. Okay, that's better. Thank we, you. We've never been to this this uh, you, White Eagle Hall. I, you, oh, yeah, it's good. It's like the Bowery Ballroom only in New Jersey, a little smaller, yeah. maybe. Uh, last night, you guys were in, uh, in my father's place. Glen Cove. In Glen Cove, Long Island. Uh, all right, here's a question. You walk into a venue because you guys, band at your level, you could be playing like a brand new performing arts center or a shed or a small club or whatever. What do you like to see when you walk into a club? You go, good sign, they have X. Cold Perrier. <laughs> yeah, that counts. The the unrefrigerated, unrefrigerated Perrier right. has been a thing recently. So we got, we got high hopes for uh, White Eagle. You know, All right, guys, you heard got it. Got a mini fridge. I agree. Like, who wants warm seltzer? There's nothing less refreshing in the <laughs> world. Uh, okay, Bob on the message words wants to know who was better, the banana splits or the Archies? Mm. 
pass? Uh, <laughs> Don't want to get well, political. <laughs> uh, you know, I think it gets down to whether you're a Jughead fan or a Flegel fan. It's true. Who's and a better drummer? I, I like a dog, <laughs> and I like a crown hat in equal measure, so I'm really not going to pick. There yeah, are some good drum breaks on those Archie records, so I think Jughead is a bit underrated. Uh, the Montmaster wants to know, do they have any idea how the set will unfold, or does it just flow from Terry spontaneously? It um, flows from Terry pretty spontaneously. Yeah, we're we're pretty in tune with one another. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm is it ever like a baseball catcher pitcher where you shake it off you know no or oh no 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 i mean there's yeah. <laughs> sorry go ahead, go, go yeah, ahead John. no there, there's uh, i mean there's times especially where we we'll, we'll be playing something and i'll like mid-song i'll just start thinking like ah that would be feel really good to play next no communication with anybody and then before i know it he's starting the song <laughs> i thought right. about next it's a more of a telepathic situation at yeah. this point so john how many years in the band for you Seven on November 24th. And Casey, how many for you now? Ten as oh. of September 28th. Amazing. Congratulations <laughs> to both of you. Uh, you know, when the band, uh, because the band sort of broke up, and then Terry was playing under a different name, and then changed the name of the band to NRBQ, and for a while there were some people who were not happy about that or whatever, and there were still people who emailed me in the past couple of days being like, eh, I, uh, I can't go to see it, it's not NRBQ. I'm here to say that it totally is NRBQ, 100%, world's greatest band, uh, there's something that just every time I see you guys just blows my mind. There's, it's like no other band. It is like the widest definition of what pop music can be, and that's what I want. There's like a thread, but it's as wide off the thread as you can be, but the thread still runs through mm -hmm. it. Uh, is there a secret? Is And I think I asked this to Scott when he was on the program. Is there, you know, like when they get a new president, they bring out the launch codes and they give it to him? <laughs> is there like a secret thing that Terry says, here's, here's all you got to do? No. No. I mean, um, I think I probably mentioned this to you. With me, there was just the blood initiation. And right. Then, then I was in. Right. That was it. I mean, uh, uh, the thing about it is, too, I think it, it like, playing music together comes so naturally just because we are um, so close in mentality and yeah. taste. You know, I, I, I think before I joined, maybe there was some nerves about that, but, the, like, you know. Terry's the only other guy I know who collects 78s. <laughs> so that, that like, I mean, the only other person I know, you know. You said as you were sitting down, you needed to find out where the record stores were around here. Yeah, so yeah. is that basically your pre-show thing, like find the record stores? Oh, yeah. At, at least mine. Yeah. <laughs> mine record stores, coffee. I like to go sit by a river if there's one to dig. There, there's one yeah, dig in the two blocks from here. There's a big one right yeah. over here. I heard of that It's one. awesome yeah. one, yeah. It's, it's lovely. <laughs> I often walk down there before the show and just stare at it. It's great. Yeah. And there's a little boardwalk you can walk down to the giant Colgate uh, clock. Oh, neat. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that'll be good. Worth doing. Take a dip. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, so how long is this tour in, in 2022? How many shows did you guys play about? I, I swear we did at least 75. Something th like that, yeah. I think I think we probably worked the most this year out of the seven years I've been in. And for you, what's the right number of shows? You want to play 200 shows a year if you could? Mm. I do. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it, it's funny because, uh, you know, a list of dates can sometimes feel a little crazy. Like, you know, you, you know exactly where you're going to be six months out, but it's, 
it's pretty amazing to just be on this journey and, and to be completely in the moment for every one of them. That's that's the only thing that really matters, I think, is like that you're in the moment for for each show. Whether I mean, this trip, I think this week we're only doing two shows, but how do you accomplish that? <laughs> being in the moment, yeah. <laughs> Just completely focused. I mean, you have to let go of everything else yeah, by the time you, you get on. you just have to let yourself go. But that's the thing is if Not you... like, boy, he really let himself go. <laughs> you just need to, you know, like Tony Bennett, let yourself go. Um, yeah, that's the only way you can really do this, though. I mean, especially with the, the way we play is to just completely, you know, give in to the moment and what's happening around you and listening to each other and, and you know. Are there folks in your personal life who, or stuff that just goes by the wayside, like, you know, because you're putting so much dedication to this? I would imagine it might be. Mm, I don't know. I wouldn't say so. Yeah. It, it can be, it, it, it can be, um, you just need to keep your eye on the ball. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it, you know. But it, you're juggling, too. Yeah. There's phones for a reason. I, I can FaceTime my dog. That's okay. <laughs> sure, he loves yeah. it. All right, let's talk about... Let's, yeah. let's go each guy's instrument. Uh, Casey, bass. I do play bass. You play the bass. Uh, and uh, like that... Like like, like like Bill Murray in that uh, Mr. Rogers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> egg a muffin. Exactly. Can you say egg a muffin? What kind of, you usually use a music master, is that right? I play, yeah, I have a Fender Music Master that I've uh, modified quite a bit over the years. I've had it longer than my friend sitting next to me has been alive. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. That's awesome. That's actually true. Um, and what kind of strings are on it, and what would you do to it? Um, old strings no i i like the uh <laughs> I, you know if i can give them a plug sure i don't know if they need the business or not um i use the ghs precision flats because because uh i like them best they're it's like a, a good mix of solid thumpy flat wound string but you can still play it a little bit uh, hmm. other others tend to be too stiff a little bit of boing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what you need, I think, yeah. And uh, one of the amazing things about your job is that you are playing, you know, Joyce Pompanato is one of the top two, three Absolutely. players who ever lived, you know? Yeah. And he does it inside out. He does it differently, you know? Right. Uh, stepping into that must have been, A, a little weird, scary, and fun. All of the above, yeah. yeah. Definitely, it's a thrill to get to play, to get to um, play to with to, me. To, 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 get, oh. to get to uh, well, thrill <laughs> wouldn't necessarily. <laughs> Was there a song or two that uh, gave you trouble? Um, I don't want to say nah, but you know, nah, nah. Um, <laughs> Please, this old I, thing. I knew, yeah. I knew what I was doing when I when I signed on. Sure. You know, so. Your life preserver is under the seat in case necessary. Exactly. Yeah, you won't exactly. need it. Yeah. Uh, and then the drums. Uh, every. Am I right that you do not hit the snare as hard as you did five years ago? Um. Well, it depends on the situation. You know. Um, on average, every show is different. 
I think you've dialed it back one or two notches. I use lighter sticks now. That's probably got something to do with well, that. Why is that? Mm, muscle your, problems. Your hands got tired. Yeah. yeah. I mean, mm. if, if you spend a lot of years hitting hard, you're, you like, drums are a real physical thing that you kind of have to watch your, your body with. So, I mean, once a year, I go back and kind of, you know, we'll sit down on a practice pad and, and make sure I'm not going to do anything that's going to permanently injure myself. But, yeah, I mean, it depends on where we're playing, too. You know, um, every show is different. I found it's that out like putting up molding that I, I was hammering really, really hard. And, like, that is very bad for you. you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, luckily drums have more rebound yes. than... than don't hammer those things yeah that's why okay you guys did a bunch of shows opening for bonnie Raitt this year that must be super fun uh how many minutes do you do and i assume like there's a some part of the audience that has every record and another part of the audience it's like who are these guys right uh any difference or you guys i mean you guys just go do 100 percent every time so but is there any difference to those shows uh only uh in as much as like it's a 40 minute set maybe Mm. or 45 minutes which when we're doing our thing on our just on our own we've got all night so there's a totally different flow totally different kind of structure in this sort of thing it's more like we're trying to trying to get to a bunch of different peaks in a much much more condensed time frame you got a bunch of different um you know subjects to hit on and i mean our normal show is usually what 120 or something like yeah that. 90 we, to 120 but that 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 was one of the most amazing things about doing that um i really uh was blown away by terry's calls every night because at every show we did eight shows every show felt exactly like a normal nrbq show which it's you're trying to get that same amount of work done in you know a third of the time right mm. um yeah and Bonnie's amazing. Her band's amazing. Her new records, great. Uh, a amazing. lot of Beach Boys questions for you when you're backstage. <laughs> <laughs> no, more Ruddles. <laughs> yeah. uh, Fair enough. Uh, we yeah we we all had such a great time and we're yeah gonna be amazing doing it again. Yeah, you yeah. guys are going out in the spring. Where to? Um, we're gonna be with them. I think Lowell? in Louisville, Kentucky, Louisville, and Louisville, and uh, Indianapolis. And Pittsburgh. Yeah. All the big markets. I think, yeah. Yeah. Including Terry's hometown. Exactly. Yeah, that's going to be really special. Once my van was towed in Louisville. Bad bad news. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh. Oh. Watch the van. That's my... uh, (laughs) Touring advice? Don't hammer and watch the van. Those are my two touring advices. So let's talk growing up. What's your first uh, NRBQ thing? I mean, because for most people, they didn't hear it on the radio growing up. <laughs> I um, I first heard them. I was uh, I was in a um, a college bar. We dropped a friend off at his at his college on the north side of Chicago. We'd just come from Memphis, and we went went and shot pool across the street. And there was a song being played on the jukebox, and it's it's actually lost to memory. I don't remember what song it was, but I was compelled to return to the jukebox when the song played a second time and find out who this is. 
and it was this NRBQ. I heard an NRBQ. So this is what they sound like, as if you could tell that from one song. Was then, it a 45 or a CD? I don't even remember. Oh. I think it was a, a modern CD jukebox by that point. Yeah, um, a friend of mine once told me like he resisted NRBQ for a while because he always thought they were that band with an electric piano. You know, oh, yeah. like, like you know, who wants Billy Joel or whatever? You know, uh, like. But uh, so it takes it, and from then it was off to the races for you, Casey. I would say it was a, a gradual thing. I mean, there's there's so much music. Yeah. To absorb. Which is great, though. If you jump on the train late, yeah. you can just kind of... For me, Uncommon Denominators was the first CD. Actually, the Christmas record was the first CD oh, cool. thing. And then Uncommon Denominator. And then I, that became useless because then I had to buy every record that, you know, everything. Now mm, I have them all. Really? Yeah. And for you, your dad just made you listen to it? No. Well, my dad <laughs> never made me listen to anything. and. Yeah, that's that's a. I get the feeling your crib had like you know quad <laughs> speakers and an A track. You know? Yeah, it's I I just had to look this up because as far as I can tell, my very first memory of NRBQ might have been when I was four or five, and I remember this uh, this outfit that Keith Spring used to wear. I don't even think I've ever told Terry this, but it. it I remember seeing it on a record cover, and it looked kind of like a big robe, and it had these huge collars with stars on it. I can't even really remember being able to talk, although I'm sure I could, but I just remember thinking, like, that looks so cool. And then eventually, you know, that that image is my first memory of NRBQ, is Keith Springs. Oh, you know, jacket, and then the music came later. <laughs> but The visual. Yeah, I remember thing. hearing the God Bless Us All record being played a lot, you know. Yeah. I think probably when I was six or seven. Speaking of records, are we into the making the next NRBQ record? Oh yeah, we're always working. Exactly. How how yeah. how much are we into it? Well, that's uh, that sounds like some classified information. Right <laughs> yeah. <there>. Blink <laughs> twice for fifty percent. Uh, we'd, we'd have to give you the bat spray <laughs> so you didn't remember. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. I don't want that. I don't see your utility belt actually. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna be working. You know pretty hard on that good coming up. dragnet was so much fun to make that you know we want to get back in yeah quickly uh last time we spoke uh in uh in montclair this summer i was kind of asking how you work up songs or whatever for the record you guys looked at me like i was an idiot like as if the, <laughs> the songs just happen you know like as if that's the way every band does it it's not just right. fyi for you guys uh there's a certain magic you go in the studio you guys all play together and then you sit around and say what do we overdub on this and a question i think that people often discuss this moment in recording is how do you know when it's done mm. yeah i well you know um, as my mom would say when cooking when it looks right yeah <laughs> do you sometimes all disagree maybe we need to try one add a little more thing on it I think yeah. it's I think it's usually a pretty unanimous thing. I, yeah. I, I at least with my experience with us recording, we all kind of seem to feel the same way, you know. So, a record yeah. like Dragnet, are there more? Do we start more tracks than end up on the record, or is that? Yeah, I, I think you know I for for a while because our touring schedule was so heavy, we would kind of come in a few days earlier, a few days after. So, there's a bunch of stuff that we've done even with me in the past seven years that that isn't you know out. yeah that's always always being worked on huh. i mean terry's 
Terry's been continuously working on stuff for, a, you know, there's stuff that's been around for a long time. There's stuff that's brand new. It's just always a stream of getting stuff together and yeah let's talk about songwriting you write more songs than you but you both have written songs on nrbq records uh yeah. is it like a lightning strike is it uh take a small idea and and work on it uh what is what's the for me it's usually yeah uh, something will something will hit me and like e either just a, a phrase or, or, or a title or some words and i'll think oh that that sounds cool. I'm not. I I try to not force it. I try to just let it let it happen. So I'll I'll let it stew in my head for a while, and then, and then sort of all of a sudden, it could it could be months later. It could be later that day. I'll, it'll all just kind of come gestation out period all at once. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, the rough draft is really only, maybe the song title and the verse will go like this. And then, and then, a, however much later, the entire song kind of just comes out. Do you write um, like Ron Sexsmith was on the show, and he said that he writes all his songs in his head a hundred percent before he touches an instrument. And Kim from the Muffs <laughs> said she writes all the songs with fake words, and then and then mumble and, and then writes the words a hundred percent after. Guys from Teenage Fan Club write all the music first and record the record in the recording studio, and then write the lyrics. Wow. Uh, what's how do you do it? There's so many different ways. I think yeah. that's kind of the beauty of it. Is if oh, one yeah. way kind of just if it's not doing anything for you, move on to the next. And you know, that was that was the amazing thing for me because I write a lot of music and it just kind of stays, you know, on my laptop. And so like with the huh. with memo song, the song I have on here, I just kind of sent a demo of it to Terry just for him to hear and I was not expecting him at all to say like oh, yeah let's do that so it yeah I mean that like I had a track of instrumental track of that for a long yeah. time and then I was just driving around listening to it and it kind of just popped out start so, singing along to your own tune yeah I was like oh my gosh that's gonna be an NRBQ song that's wild and then I'm gonna have to play it in front of people that's right. <laughs> sometimes more wild John plays guitar on stage plays mm -hmm. some keyboards on stage uh, I don't think I've ever seen you play the bass but I'm, you probably have uh, oh it, <laughs> <laughs> it's been immortalized on uh, on the internet <laughs> it's always it's always fun you guys love changing around yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've we've all played every instrument on stage. I th I think Terry loves playing the drums maybe more than any of you love anything. Like he's a percussionist. <laughs> yeah, even when he's not playing the drums. Right. He's, he's got yeah. his own thing going on for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, with the drums. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I know we discussed this once on the telephone, but can't wait to kiss you. Best song of the year that year it came out. Uh, so uh, that is such a number one. Uh, song so congratulations uh, thank you you are welcome thank you again I mean number one it doesn't yeah. get more numbery than that uh, <laughs> tonight White Eagle Hall in Jersey City uh, good venue good sound good bartenders good beverages and it's a seated show tonight which is uh, excellent NRBQ your very last show of uh, the year again this is sort of hard because I know that there are many people listening who literally have every 27 whatever NRBQ <laughs> albums in their house often in multiple formats like I do and then there's people who are like NRB what you know uh, so what should is it, a, is it a fair question what can folks expect tonight who don't know what it is mm. because I'm telling folks go see this band Guar I'll guarantee you'll like it right 
it's hard to say anything more than that. You know? Yeah. I mean... Well, it's what do you have to like, abstractly, to like this? Fun. Fun. Happiness. Good, good music. Happiness. Good times. You know, dancing. Uh, uh, energy. Good band interplay. You know? Yeah. Melody. Uh, harmony. Melody. Chord harmony. changes. Yeah, you know, lyrics. Whole bit. <laughs> GHS string usage. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the good things. Yeah. Sonar drums. Yeah. yeah. Sonar drums. Yeah. Hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> promark. Yeah. yeah I don't, that's a. It's hard to say. I mean, you know, we never know what's gonna happen at a show. I mean, we play off the environment so much, but it's always gonna be good. And and oh yeah, we're at a point as a band right now that I'm really proud of. Where it's like, no matter if we're tired or whatever, we can kind of get up and. And you know, and play it. really well, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, and it, I mean, mind blow for me every time, you know, in the, from the audience uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else have you guys got going on? Because I know you both do a lot of other stuff, John. There's like, I know that like you were on like Letterman when you were like 11 or something, <laughs> and you've been, oh, yeah. you know, that's uh, where I know you from in Brazil, like <laughs> playing to 20,000 people in like a Beatles kind of band, and like uh. all these. Little, well, any of that going on? The only thing that matters is that I'm with NRBQ tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can say. At the White Eagle Hall in Jersey <laughs> yes. City. Yeah. Casey, you are like it's in the moment, man. Session man of uh, Chicago, like playing on all good records, like every record you play on, every record you touch. Uh, amazing. Like anything in the can we need to know about? Um. Uh, well, there is there is some. Uh, I think Rami and the Reliables stuff we've we've been recording that's hopefully gonna come out before too long hot on the heels of dragnet the new nrbq album on (laughs) omnivore records yeah i mean yeah i thought we would play a bunch of music and talk but we just ended up talking that's fine if folks want music they can i like talking to you michael this has been a blast thanks for having us totally my play we got two minutes here oh a minute and 40 seconds hey rex why don't you bring your your first cut in buddy I see records over there. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh no. There's a lot of records in the record life. There's <laughs> a, a, there's actually a copy of Workshop in there. Really? Yeah, original copy. A lot of the records got stolen. Apparently, like all the DJs in 1968 or something, you know, stormed out and took over the because this used no to be part of a way. college. Yeah, and they went to the dean's office and you know brought a donkey in there or whatever. I don't know. And uh, Brandon, we're looking <laughs> at you. Dean, <laughs> Dean Wormer was very upset and. Uh, <laughs> Man. And a lot of the records disappeared at that point, but so no one stole the NRBQ <laughs> record. Uh, well, we've got about one minute. Uh, Casey McDonough, uh, John Perrin, tonight uh, with NRBQ. Is there horns tonight? What do we got? Yeah. Clem. We got Clem on the saxophone. Clem on the on the saxophone. Yeah. Come on down. I really do think this is America's greatest band. Have you guys seen Marty Stewart and the Fabulous Superlatives? I have. I never have. They're also America's greatest know. band. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I love them. I'm pals with Chris Scruggs. Oh. God, I mean, that guy's outrageously good. I mean, yeah. every guy in that band is outrageously good. Yeah, they really are. That's four guys in a band who can all lead their own band and yep. do, and then they come together, and it's like too much nitroglycerin <laughs> in one right. thing, and then it uh, obviously explodes. Uh, hey, Rex, come in here, please. Hey, there's Rex. Or don't. Do you guys know Rex? We, we hey, just Rex. met. Rex is doing? the greatest. Howdy. Again, I'm not Michael's lackey. I'm a host. <laughs> he's not Michael's we lackey. He's not just the doorman. He's uh, he's also a host. Uh, tonight, NRBQ at uh, White Eagle Hall in Jersey City. Thank you, Rex, for 
from just being you. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, we'll see you soon. It's WFMU East Orange, WMFU Manhope, New York City, and Rockland County at 91.9 FM and online over at WFMU.org. Thank you, guys. And uh, Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Michael. See you tonight. Oh, totally my pleasure. Because